Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have James today, who's a content creator. How are you doing, James? Doing pretty good. Thanks for keeping me. Oh, you're very welcome. James, we start off. Can you tell everyone about yourself, your career to date, and what you've been doing in creating content, please? Okay. Um, well, I've always loved creating content in some way. Um, started off when I was quite young, making home videos with the camera and stop motion with, with toys. And eventually that took a backseat and I picked it up again when I was uh, coming up to, I think, around 17-ish, 17, 18, where I started making um, YouTube videos and editing very basic editing and uploading that to a, a channel that really didn't really get any traction. Um, after a while, again, that was put to the side to focus more on school. And then when I had more time, I'm back to it, but I wanted to uh, find more people who liked the content and wanted to engage with it. So I had to look up um, ways in how to promote it, uh, network with other content creators, um, making friends basically through the platforms that you would typically share a video with like YouTube and eventually starting with Twitch. Um, after a while, I tended to enjoy streaming a lot more. So I just stuck mostly with Twitch and then a lot of the content that was produced there, I would pull down, edit up and then put up to YouTube all the while, you know, keeping up with, um, optimizing the tags that were put onto streams, onto videos, just to make it more, uh, findable really you've kind of touched it on already but can you talk more about when you were discovering twitch and obviously youtube before that how did you go about creating content and any campaigns or work that you're you know you're really happy with proud of you felt was successful uh well i first found uh, youtube i think maybe 2009 2010 it was still quite Early and I had uh, no real ambitions to upload my own content until I had started to watch other people um, with content that I could see myself also making, thinking, you know, I may not be able to do it as good as this straight away, but I would love to get into this. It seems like a lot of fun. Um, when I started there, uh, it, like I said, it didn't take off. And then when I started with Twitch, it, I got in with a game on Twitch that was quite niche and I was able to build a, uh, a community through there. Um, and with, and with that, I was able to funnel more traffic to my, uh, my YouTube, the new, the new YouTube channel. I had made a couple over the years, getting better and better with each uh, iteration. And, um, tell me about how you go about actually creating the content. I think a lot of people that listen about, uh, around video and probably in the early days of YouTube where live wasn't an option, but I know Twitch is mainly a live platform can you talk me through the recording process equipment you use and any tips and softwares and stuff that are involved uh, a lot of people tend to think that you need this big elaborate setup to be able to have any sort of fun or even success uh with video creation uh, the most important thing is that you don't need um to have a successful channel to enjoy it and the important thing with content creation is the enjoying part because as soon as you start to do it as something you, you feel like is more akin to a job that you wish you had a better job 
um, you, you are, you've already lost um, half, of the, half of the battle with content creation. Um, initially, as long as you have, let's take, for example, if, you, if you're doing it all from a single computer, there's lots of programs like OBS, uh, Streamlabs OBS. There's um, new platforms coming out like uh, Metal, which is great for saving clips rather than long form. Um, they're all free. Most of them are uh, most video recording or screen recording at least is free. Uh, you don't need to have the best um, hardware in terms of a computer either. You know, very basic uh, gaming setups that you would set you back no further than a console. Probably good enough to get you started. Uh, again, mics obviously a very nice mic is optimal, but you know even a headset mic um, that you would use just to play with your friends online that's enough. Um, in terms for consoles, though, you do need a bit more. Uh, like there are small um, HDMI cards that you can plug into your console that interface with your computer. Um, if you're going to do it that way, though, you don't need as big or as beefy a computer as you would if it's all on a computer, because you know you don't need to have the processing power to play the game and render the content. You know, um, absolute necessities are really all you need. You don't need um, big fancy editing software either. There's a lot of ones that are free. Uh, for example, like one for um, thumbnails, making thumbnails and images, which is as well a half half of a maybe not half, but very an, a very important aspect of uh, getting people to even come into your video. Because unfortunately, most people don't look at at um, titles anymore. It's a lot of um, well, what catches your eye thumbnail wise. And um, there's software like GIMP. Um, if you want to go free, uh, same with audio. If you want to edit your audio separately to the video, there's um, systems like uh, Audacity, 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 or Audacity, whatever way you want to call it, it's the same thing. Yeah, and a, and a lot of uh, some of the free softwares, like I'd mentioned, Metal, you can also um, tweak and edit clips together before uploading them. I think, um, yeah, you've made some excellent points there, and the thumbnails is a is a really important part. I, I obviously I'm familiar with Mr. Beast and I watched his when he went round his his office basically, his whole warehouse of equipment and, and different things. I think their budget is twenty thousand dollars a month on thumbnails. That's what they'd spend on. And I think that equates to about eight eight or nine thumbnails. Um I might have to double check that one, but I think it's around that. Uh obviously there he has one of the biggest channels out there so it's 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 about mm -hmm. you know the, the quality that they're trying to produce there and they're always changing it but i'm glad you mentioned that side of things and it's important from a, a youtube point of view what i'd like you to talk about briefly james is is twitch and just for anyone out there that doesn't actively go on it and know much about it can you just give us a couple of minutes to explain what twitch is and how it's optimized uh, so Twitch is a live streaming platform uh, owned by Amazon and it's optimized more so in terms of how many viewers you have um, wh when you're scrolling through streams uh, by default it'll all be um, based on view count however you can always optimize it with uh, searching through tags like if you want to watch something specifically from a British streamer you can um, add a tag for uh, British or England or ha whatever sort of 
uh, relevant tag you'd want to use for that or for an MMO, a mul massively multiplayer online game, um, fighting games. You can really um, whittle down the searches that'll come up for you by adding these tags. And when you're streaming yourself, these are these are also incredibly important because you want people to be able to find you um, with uh, as, as relevant tags as, as you can possibly have. You know, like for myself, there's very few uh, Irish streamers, so I would have ha I would have uh, tags like Irish or Ireland. Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head, and I think that's something that a lot of listeners on this podcast will be interested in. There is a real lack of uh, Irish either Twitch uh, users or uh, YouTube. Is there any tips and advice? I, I'm I'm guessing I'm taking a leap here, James, but is mainly your Twitch work and stuff around gaming. Is that, was that your content area? Yeah. Yeah. For, for the predominantly it was, but for some of my streams, I would have more of a, um, a creative drive. Like when I was uh, writing, I would also engage with my uh, audience and, and invite them in to help um, develop the sort of world I was writing about. So it's, it's not just gaming. Like if you can build a good audience and a good community, uh, they'll be there for you regard, almost regardless of what you're, um, playing or doing on stream. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in terms of optimizing on Twitch, can you tell me a little bit about that? Can you tell me about how someone using the Twitch platform could optimize? How could you find your niche or create your content in that area? Well, there's a few good sites that you can use. Um, one that I used mostly is called uh, Sully Gnome, as in the garden gnome. Uh, and basically, that would give you. Uh, statistics on the most watched categories, how many streamers are in the category, as well as how many people are viewing the category. And you can use that kind of thing to whittle down what you want to start as. Because if, say, for example, if you wanted to get into it and you started with, uh, let's take a big game, um, Apex Legends, if, if you're familiar with it, um, very large game, about maybe 250 to 300,000 viewers a day uh, concurrent. Getting started in, in a place like that is going to be a lot more difficult than getting started in a much smaller game like say for example new world where there might be a couple of thousand um so really you want to be able to kind of compromise on your interest and your potential uh, audience's interest um that's probably the best way to start to optimize your um your your foundation uh, once you're getting a little bit more into it you can update your uh, the quality of your stream like for example your your bit rate to make sure that people stay um if you're putting out good content word of mouth is typically the best way that new people are going to come in um and also updating your overlay to make it seem a lot more uh, appealing and relevant to your to your game like if you've got a very vibrant game you want the overlay like if you're using a webcam and typically that does help with growth as well i might add um people who stream with a webcam whether you're um big or small you're likely to grow a lot quicker than someone without it there are exceptions but like that's why they're exceptions you know that it's not the norm um and adding on to the overlay thing like if you have like i said a bright game you want an overlay that sort of meshes well with your game or one that um really conveys your theme like if you've got a very um let's say uh cyberpunk if you really like cyberpunk you want your overlay to reflect that as well interesting yeah 
Uh, and I, like, there's a lot of people that are probably listening to this show that aren't familiar with this space at all. But mm-hmm. there is some major players. Um, like, uh, would Ninja be one one of the biggest gaming players? He, Who are the biggest? Um, I don't know if he's still the biggest, uh, but he he was. I mean, he was on national television in the States for uh, a few times, and I believe he held uh, New Year's Eve in Times Square at one point. So he was basically a household name, and he has put out um, content uh, aiming at newer streamers and newer content creators. Uh, I believe in his book, some some tips, though, are a little out of touch, you know, because his growth was so... uh, He skyrocketed in popularity uh, from his PUBG days into Fortnite, and he doesn't have really the organic steady growth that most people would experience um that, that's not to say that some of his tips aren't good but some of them like for example focus on your game don't talk to your chat that's in from my experience and the experience of all of a lot of the friends i've made who were also streamers and other streamers who i've looked up to as i grew and um, that's not something that they would recommend at all because you want to put yourself out there either as a character like for example dr disrespect who's now a YouTube-based one, or if you want to put yourself out there as a very authentic streamer, like you put yourself out there like what I did, uh, you you still want to engage with your chat and talk to them as as if they're there, you know? Yeah. This kind of area of, of digital does fascinate me because, you know, I, I look at reports around... The reason why I mentioned Ninja is I know reportedly he's made... 500 million he reportedly made in in a month 500 million but on average he makes about half a million a month Mm -hmm. from his sponsorships merchandise brand deals um for his streaming and i i'm familiar with a lot of the work i think one that's kind of moved into the kind of football mainstream a lot recently is i show speed who does a lot of fifa and made his name from gaming first of all Mm -hmm. um first of all yeah First, first and yeah, foremost, gaming. Yeah. Unfortunately, not not every streamer has uh, had a very clean record, um, like I show speed. Yeah, I, I, and what I would like you to kind of help everyone listening to the show is is kind of talk about this market and movement and potentially the opportunities that might be within it. Um. So sure. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the people who are getting into this are mostly just gamers like myself who want to you know chat and game with people who are like-minded and um, for as, as part of a, a marketing thing a lot of these bigger streamers um are fantastic uh, advertising uh, opportunities for companies um like for example like you mentioned with ninja and his sponsors um he'd uh, sponsor um drinks um like red bull i believe is, is a big sponsor of his um well more so medium streamers would um be sponsored with games like a, a very common one you'd see would be uh, raid shadow legends that's a very it's it's almost a joke that you know some people are getting sponsored by raid shadow legends i mean i've had that as well because it's you know a very large um company and, and they want to get more and more players out onto their uh, onto the game and what better way to do that than having a gamer play it and show their gamer friends uh, and really, marketing on, on its base level is all about awareness. Mm-hmm. And it's clear there's so much opportunity in YouTube and, and, and more in Twitch, although YouTube is a much bigger user, daily user platform. Yeah. But like, are you aware of any other kind of sponsorship deals? Do you know 
how how they operate and is there any kind of marketing opportunities that you could recommend to anyone on this show today well there's um one site that i used to use uh as a sort of go between with sponsors would be stream elements they have for their more um up and coming and more successful streamers they have a tab where you can basically browse potential sponsors um and so you can sign up to these and then you're given uh let's say x amount of hours that you have to stream you playing the game and you get bonuses if there are other new players who sign up for your uh for the game through the link that the sponsor provides uh they also have some sort of overlay that you can add to your stream um to show people who are even just previewing and scrolling through streams that this game exists you know yeah i do you know what i i think that's brilliant advice for anyone listening if you are thinking of just expanding out your business awareness or marketing awareness check out stream elements look to be a contributor see if you're an advertiser and and see what opportunities are there because there is a lot of impressions as long as the target audience matches uh your business yeah Uh, i'll add though that sometimes taking these sponsors can be a bit of a double-edged sword as in some of your community will sort of have a distasteful look on you from then on thinking that you've sold out and you're no longer just uh like one of one of the one of the boys you know gaming and having fun with them but you know if you want to succeed as a content creator you do need to sort of look past that and and want to cultivate an audience that wants to see you grow and those who are um those who have disdain for those who are getting the sponsorships uh they're not really the kind of audience you want to keep around anyway as difficult as that it may be to hear for some people yeah i i think i think that's just a cultural thing to some extent though because mm-hmm. you know the reality is you're gonna have to if the, if you wanted to make gaming let's say stream gaming your career and you wanted to be an influencer in that space yes mm-hmm. you have to be aware of what deals you take and, and do that but to leave the rest of the people that are doing it for free you have to you have to pay your bills and you have to build your brand and it's... yeah that's it exactly and i've always said as long as long as you're not compromising your values and the values that you promote on stream uh, by taking some of these sponsors then you know get that bag as, as as some of them say like you know take the sponsorship if if you can exactly that exactly that uh, away from your strengths at the moment, James, is there any areas you're looking to upskill into and why? To upskill, I, th- I think uh, maybe being better at uh, search engine optimization. Um, like I'm, I'm pretty sure some others on the podcast have mentioned uh, algorithms. And unfortunately, they're never st- like stagnant. They're all, almost always being updated or changing in some way, at least every few months. So you, you do need to be able to keep up on top of that. And I would in future be like to be able to recognize those patterns and jump on uh, the changes, you know, as they're coming rather than, you know, a couple of weeks afterwards. Really well said. And in terms of yourself, is there anywhere where you go for new information to stay up to date or to upskill? So yeah, I would use uh, Google to be able to, you know, basically Google to see if there's any changes coming with algorithms. Like typically there's uh, news outlets for any changes that are coming with say the YouTube algorithm, or if there's changes coming with uh, partnership deals between Twitch and streamers, uh, a lot of the times they will also email you 
uh, notifying you of any changes. Not so much YouTube with their algorithm, from what I've found. Uh, there are also uh, other content creators whose niche is to cover these things who are a fantastic source for these. And is there any areas in the digital industry as a whole that really excites you that you think might improve this space or improve your own work? Is there anything coming that you think, oh, this is huge for people to look out for? Uh, honestly, uh, at the moment, I I mean, I was thinking VR would have really taken off, but um, as we've seen, it's not really. Uh, I would like to see more um, innovative things like using VR to produce art or um, being able to for being able to get people into your VR world and talk to them as 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 the chatters, like similar to what Meta is doing, but you know, a little bit better and uh, more accessible. <laughs> Ways to integrate your stream with your chat. I, I could definitely like to see more of that. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think the NFT space and the whole gamification there could really help gaming for the same thing, integrating mm -hmm. your streams and your work um, and, and allowing some sort of incentives or kind of reinvesting back into your community, different schemes and different ways. So I, I think that whole space will develop in the next year or so. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen some projects that are a little bit um, sketchy, like with, uh, I think Logan Paul tried to do one as well, that sort of flopped spectacularly. Uh, so, some of them are very um, genuine though, like there's one I've been keeping an eye on for, uh, I think over a year now called Alluvium. Um, some, uh, from the looks of it, it's a similar sort of exploration mixed with Pokemon, and you and you sort of catch these um, creatures and make and battle them against other ones. And these more rare creatures are worth more uh, as NFTs in the game. Yeah, that's that's super interesting because there's more ownership of you know rarity and uniqueness. Mm -hmm. It's it's like card collection mixed with digital aspects mixed with gamification it, it, it does make sense it, it it's definitely a space i can see exploding and there only needs to be one yeah flagship yeah. brand or business to really explode a space like pokemon did back in the 90s yeah i think it was in 95 um, that, that first came out and as long as as long as uh, these nft and uh, play to earn games uh, rather than pay to play uh, as long as they're done right uh, i could definitely see it being a new an entire new like successful genre as, as the fps genre is now yeah really well said lastly james we always end the show with this question which is if you could bottle up one personality trait that you have yourself that you could pass on to others what would it be um honestly i think um see this could be a tougher thing because i i think being adaptable is um something i'm, I'm quite good at and i think if more people were adaptable, you know, it'd be uh, a lot, uh, probably less, you know, conflict in, in in all aspects. You know, if people can, you know, see from other sides, um, but also authenticity um, in showing who I am as, you know, a person and as a player um, in, in the digital space anyway, as a player. Uh, I, I think other people would do well to be able to show who they are instead of, you know, masking behind a screen. Yeah, brilliant. Really well said. Uh, James, that's it. Uh, thank you so much for being part of the show. If anyone wants to reach out to you, please tell me all your handles, your your Twitch, your YouTube, everything, and your work to date. Just any, anything where people can find you. Um, well, 
for my content, you can find me at uh, Merlin Da Wizard if you ever want to come by. Um, I was I'm a big fan of ma- magic and games, so Merlin was a, a very you know easy pick for me. Um, Merlin underscore D A is Da uh, underscore Wizard, uh, and you can find me on, on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube as well. Brilliant! Thank you very much, James. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much for having me on.